Hey there, adventurer. Damien, the DM and editor here. Just wanted to put a quick note at the beginning of this episode. This episode has been remastered and re-released in 2020, almost three years after its initial release. I'll be working my way through these early episodes and remastering them for quality and content. Before this episode gets started, I just wanted to take a moment to thank our patrons for supporting us along the way and allowing us to afford the tools to do something like this. I'd also like to thank the artists whose music we use in the show. Some have allowed us to use their work since the beginning, and others are getting a new chance to appear during this project. Thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Tabletop Audio, Windswept, Sirenscape, Alexander Nakarada from Serpent Sound Studios, Adrian Von Ziegler, Derek and Brandon Feichter, Scott Buckley, and Michael Gelfie. And welcome to Adventures in Aurelia, a podcast where five friends sit around the table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Damien, and I'm the DM. I'm Krista, and I play a Tabaxian rogue named Willow. I'm Chris, and I play a fighter called Sug. I'm Chantel, and I play a lizard folk warlock named Chilul. And I'm Caitlin, I play a halfling rogue named Lass. Before we get started, We've got some people we'd like to thank. Music is one of the things that make this show what it is. So we'd like to thank Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Tim from TabletopAudio.com, Vin Swept over on Bandcamp, and the guys who make Sirenscape, who we are going to be trying out for the first time this session. All of these guys provide awesome music and soundscapes for nothing more than attribution. You can find the songs used in the show notes on AdventuresInAurelia.com, All right, so let's do a brief recap on the first arc of this campaign that we played. You guys all started off in jail cells. You were rescued by this young drow female who you learned was Xanthea. She brought you to her father's house, Cassian, who owns the den. What the den is hasn't quite been described to you guys yet. All you know is that it is called the den. Apparently that's something that wasn't supposed to be divulged among <laughs> common folk. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yes, we, we were at Cassian's place, not the den. And Cassian decided to hire you guys on for a mission to test your worth. He sent you guys to... A party at the fairly flamboyant Lord Ezerai's mansion. Lord Ezerai is a wood elf that had just recently inherited his father's estate as being one of the ambassadors in Miavet for his people. You guys were sent to steal a seemingly very precious bottle. It was a bottle of a like emerald green dragon. And you had to steal this from his private quarters and ended up actually killing a noble and this noble's bodyguard in the process. After that, you guys headed home, delivered the bottle. So far, haven't seen what the aftermath of not only killing someone in Lord Ezrai's house is, but you also haven't seen what the aftermath of killing a bunch of guards and escaping jail has been yet either. We've However, after you guys finished your debrief, with Lord Cassian, he dropped a bit of unhappy news on all of you. 
Xanthia's missing. Yes, news that his daughter Xanthia has not been seen since bringing you guys to his house safely. Willow does not know this information. Yes, Sug. Uh, just going back, because we got some special items from Cassian when we left. So I still technically have Cassian's rapier. Do I get to keep that? I believe it was established that you get to keep it for now. However, I believe he had said something along the lines of, you don't get to carry this around with you everywhere, only when you're on official business for me. Much like the special suits of armor that you guys all had, which were essentially clothes of his manor that all had leather armor stitched into them. So they were nice, fancy suits that all gave you the benefits of leather armor. In fact, the ordering of these suits of armor happened to delay Willow's order. She's been talking about that for months. (laughs) Her poor garter belt. (laughs) Yes, Willow, who has quite the thing for a leather worker that works in the district. (laughs) (laughs) My dance the other way around. So after you had had this bit of a debrief, learned about Xanthia's disappearance, you all went to your room. And that is where we left things off. So we are going to... We got all our stuff though, right? You said all of our stuff was waiting for us. Yes, all of your like starting equipment was ready for you. And that's where we will pick up with the group again, with you guys being in your room inside the den. Are we starting off with still that night? Yes, like directly after the debrief, you guys go to your room and that's where we're going to pick up. Yeah, I think I'll start with saying that I stumbled into my room went, oh, cool, my armor, and I just pass out on the bed. Now, since no one can remember the result from before, Willow, roll me a constitution saving throw. 14. So we have Willow passed out drunk in her bed. We'll see how she's feeling in the morning. <laughs> Sug, Chalul, Lass, what do you guys do as you leave Cassian's room? I think when I said is I, I did go back down to the room and I basically took what little I have. I took off the clothes that Cassian wanted. I put them into like a drawer of the cupboard. I put some of the other stuff in there and then I actually put on the armor that was mine. The armor that you had gotten from your murderous rampage out of the jail or no. the armor that Cassian had acquired for you? The stuff Cassian had acquired. All right. Like it was a chain shirt and pants. Not chain pants, it's pants. Whatever starting fighter gear is. Chalul, mm-hmm. what are you doing after you guys leave Cassian's room? So as I remember, I did not drink like everybody else did. I still have my drink. I brought it with me. But uh, I would like to see if I notice any other effects other than the obviously drunken cat person. <laughs> So you're basically going to go into the room and watch over Willow? No, I want to watch over the other two. Oh, over the other two. I know what happened to her. All right, well, Sug has gone to his room. Lass, what are you doing? Well, she, like, just gently sipped on her drink and, you know, enjoyed it the way you're supposed to. So I think she would just head back to the bed, like, to our, our room and just sprawl out on one of the beds because it has been a long day. So you're, are you still nursing it as you get back into your room? Yeah. Because this is the stuff from the dragon, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, this is all liquor from the dragon that you had stolen for Cassian. The green he liquor. <laughs> decided to share the spoils of your guys's And then pour the rest trials. out the window. 
So far, the the special properties that you know about the bottle is that it turns liquid into liquor. Ah, I just remember him saying that uh, it was magical, and that is why Willow chugged it. <laughs> when I did a history check on it, we noticed that there was no seam in the glass. It is tied to the royalty of the forest elves, and it's a generation, generational item, probably a thousand years old. That's transmutation magic. Yes, and it's also worth a lot. It's related to the Emiria family. Sug, did you finish your glass before you left? I think I did, and I think I rolled really high, so it didn't affect me too bad. Like, I, I did it in, like, a couple of drinks, but I didn't drink real fast. So, uh, seeing that the other two have kind of settled down for the night, and I'm not noticing anything, you know, like, as chaotic as what Willow went through, <laughs> <laughs> Chulu's gonna go ahead and uh, kind of strip down his nice clothes and then crawl into his bathtub <laughs> and uh, settle down for the night. <laughs> Now, do you have this glass with you, and are you going to be sipping it through the night? Or are you going to be drinking it Chulu's not touching that dang thing. <laughs> so you just have it with you? What are you doing with it? I'm putting it on the side of the bathtub, so I'm not taking it in with me, but I'm keeping it within my area <laughs> of range, but I'm not touching it. <laughs> All right, so, Sug, you put your chain shirt on. What are your plans? Nothing. It's just his, and he likes to wear his things. Okay, so Sug's going to sleep in his chain shirt and rack up some exhaustion levels. Maybe. He just has it on for now. He folded up the clothes that Cassian gave him, and that's the only other thing he had to wear, so unless he's walking around in the nude. You would have clothes in the wardrobe. You had, like, an armoire full of clothing that you could put on street clothes if you'd like. Well, he'll probably just go down to pants, like, take the shirt off and go down to pants when he goes to sleep. All right. So is everyone pretty much ready then to just kind of skip through the night into the next day? Yep. Yeah. Because we're still waiting to hear, like, we know Xanfi is gone, but we're still waiting to hear what we're going to do. Yes, I believe we're good to settle down and go to the next day. All right. Who was my record keeper? What day are we on? After the night, we are on the 11th. Okay, so it is the 11th of Belenos, the last day of the week then. So everyone wakes up mostly easily. Sug last. You just begin waking up. It probably whenever your normal times to wake up would be. He's Sug's usually pretty early in the morning guy. Yeah, Sug used to be a slave and didn't really get to sleep. Yeah, they basically woke us up early in the morning and put us to work. We're also in a very busy city, so I would imagine that. But we're in the higher end quarter. You are you are in a higher end district, but you are in an area that is close to the central district. Also, you're in an area that is close to basically like kind of the entry marketplace for the Thelnea district. But you definitely do have some bustling that goes on in the early parts of the day. I'm going to head down to the uh, Continental Breakfast Buffet. Willow. Yes. Someone had a lot to drink last night. Yes. Well, not so much a lot, but more the way that you drunk last night. Willow is going to wake up with a splitting headache. You're someone that doesn't usually drink, like ever, I imagine, considering you come from the forest of cat people. And you just like downed like 120 proof whiskey without any thought to it. Well, no, she could have because she hasn't been living with the cat people. She's your character. Does she drink? Probably, but occasionally, like when she can find something to steal. So yes, Willow wakes up with a splitting headache. 
and will be taking a negative one to all of her rolls for the day. Oh, damn. Can she get that cured by a cleric? If she wants to find someone to pay to help alleviate the symptoms of her hangover, she can. I'm probably going to be just laying in bed with a pillow over my head. Does anyone bother to get Willow like up and out of bed? Nope. Nope. And um, Chulo probably after hearing Sug kind of making his way out also make his makes his way out. <laughs> what about Lass? Lass is, yeah, up with everyone else headed down to breakfast. So everyone just leaves Willow behind. It's her own damn fault. <laughs> She'll get up and eat food when she's hungry. As all of you make your way down to the breakfast area, at least where you guys have had breakfast before, you are actually intercepted by Jeffrey. Jeff. Hello. Where's the last of you? What? Uh, well, you were four yesterday and I count three. Uh. The cat's still asleep. In bed? In bed. I see. Cassian's waiting for all of you. I suppose I will go wake up your feline friend. I got it. Are you sure? I'll just walk back in, basically just grab the blankets, throw them off, grab her by, like, the back of her shirt and just start to drag her Hey, out hey, 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 hey. We gotta go. We gotta go where? Boss wants to talk. <sighs> just don't talk so loud. And Jeffrey begins making his way over in the direction of Cassian's office floor. I'll follow Sug very daintily. So you get up to the like locked door that is Cassian's floor and Jeffrey undoes the lock and lets all four of you in. Sug will make sure to stand very close to Chulul and look at him and be like, butt stuff. Butt stuff. Jeffrey doesn't acknowledge it at all. <laughs> he opens the door into the room, holds it open for all of you to enter. And as he begins leaving the room, he turns to all of you and just, you know which one is his office. Um, he will let you out when it is time for you guys to leave. And he closes the door, walks down the stairs, and you hear it lock behind you. So I'll go and check the door anyway. It is locked. Um, Chulo's going to press his uh, lovely little finned ear holes against the wall to see if he hears any more uh, scurrying in the walls like last time. Okay, so the like just one of the walls. We have just one of the random walls. You hear, you hear nothing. Mm-hmm. You guys are in kind of the, the entryway to Cassian's private quarters. He has a large, somewhat circular room with a fireplace on one end. It has a small fire burning. There are a few couches and large comfy chairs inside this room, as well as a couple bookcases and a display case. What's in the display case? Inside the display case are a couple trinkets you see some rapiers and other swords that are in a very similar fashion to what he gave you. You see a very well-made and managed black suit kind of folded up and tucked up, like facing out with Cassian's crest on it. You'd see a few gems and smaller paintings inside this display case. You see a couple goblets that are various makes, various adornishments and behind you from the fireplace is the entrance to his office and then across from the stairs that lead up to his room is a door that you have never seen unlocked and you have no idea what is behind it i'll go to his office door and open it and look inside as you go to his office door and check it it is locked should we knock can i look for the jeffrey rope you do not see a jeffrey rope (sighs) why don't we just knock on his office door A few seconds go by, 
You don't hear anything through this door, and then suddenly you just hear the as the latch is undone and the door opens in front of you. Standing on the other side of this door is Cassian. He is a middle-aged drow in his, you would imagine, actually, how many of you would know much about elves and drow? Would I have met any in prison in slave pens? Probably not much, just seen them. Doesn't know much history of them, I don't think. They're usually like not surface dwellers anyway, right? Well, also elves in general, you do you would probably know looking at a drow that it is just a off-skinned elf. Yeah, she would probably know that it's just pointy-ear person of a different skin. Chalul, Lass, anything that you guys might know about the elves? Um, I know that they are immune to magical sleep. <laughs> yeah. As we found out when we tried to drug Ezerai. So, so it sounds like, I mean, unless Lass would think that she knows much about the elves... Uh, I mean, probably just whatever is general knowledge, maybe a little bit more because she's like from the streets. Okay, so Lass would probably glean that Cassian is probably between his 120s to 130s, while the rest of you think that Cassian's about 55. That's old. Well, Willow's 23, so I think 55, she would think that he's kind of getting up there too. He's upper middle aged looking. But you notice as he opens the door, he does not look like he has slept. Um, probably in the last couple days. <sighs> you called. Please come in, all of you. Been so there's still the, the couches and stuff. Yes, this this yeah, office. Willow is... just totally walks in and just chills on the couch with her legs up and just like, ugh. <laughs> Cassian walks over to the one window on the wall here. From the little end table, he grabs a small goblet and pours himself a glass of wine. Lass is just going to stand next to the couch. She's not going to sit down. Since all of you have come here, I'm assuming that you are willing to help. Jeffrey told us we had to come here. Help with what? I was just dragged here. I have no idea what's going on. Did no one fill her in? I've been sleeping. You fed her booze. It was very magical. Apparently it put all of me you to the sleep. Same amount and you all seem okay. She's a lightweight. Willow, my daughter's missing. She's been missing for a couple days now. Sanfeet. Sanfeet's missing? Her name is Zanfia. She and I are buddies, and she goes by Sanfeet. Cassian just, like, has this look of utter disbelief on his face and, like, turns away from Willow to the rest of the group. She just looks over. Time and place. It's... Not necessarily uncommon for her to be gone for a while, but normally I have some sort of idea of where she is. Normally she has a way to keep in touch with me. This is the first time that she has disappeared and I have no idea where she is. I have no idea what she's doing. I've sent a handful of people out to try and find out some information and I haven't gotten any solid leads yet. So she just left without telling you? We need a detective. Yes, she had left without telling me. I don't know if maybe it has something to do with the trouble that she got into before. What was she in prison for? She was in prison for being caught with some stolen goods. That sounds familiar. Goods that were stolen out of another one of the noble's private gardens. She stole a lawn gnome? She was caught with herbs that are believed to have been stolen. Herbs that are 
quite rare and expensive. She was probably going to either try and start growing them herself or or sell them on the black market. Does she have a garden? Not here. She probably would have dried them. Do you make it a habit to send others to steal from noblemen? I make it a habit to acquire things that I deem worthy of acquiring. Though this was not something that I sanctioned. This is something that Xanfia did on her own. Ah, that was my next question. Getting herself out of there was her own doing as well. Does she have a normal black market contact? I don't know if normal would be the way to put any of her contacts with the black market, but I do know that she has some contacts through the Undercity. I try to stay above the people that would deal with the black market. However, that is where she's chosen to make her mark, and as long as it doesn't bring any problems to me and my family and my business, I have allowed it to go on. I do have a worry that something may have gone wrong. Perhaps whoever hired her to steal was displeased with her failure and has decided to do something about it. Can I do a check to see how much I know about the Undercity? Um, go ahead. You know, Lass is kind of a street rat. There's not really a great check for this, so I'm going to go ahead and have you roll a intelligence check, um, history if you have proficiency for it. Eleven. With an eleven, probably what Lass would know about the Undercity is that it exists. It is not a pleasant place, um, simply because of the fact that you have gone through it before, you would recognize that when you came from the Bannered Mare over to the Den, when you guys went underground, that you were probably touching on the Undercity, though you guys were being led by a halfling, and he made it a swift journey. He knew exactly the way to go, so you didn't really explore anything in there. Being a warlock and perhaps having to deal with some of the more um, unsavory aspects of magic and such, would I have heard anything about the Undercity? I'll go ahead and let you roll the same history check, intelligence history. 11. An 11. You have literally the same knowledge that Lass has. Dang it, I rolled that. <laughs> so I'm going to look at Cassie and be like, well, what have your... your- scouts come back with? Who was the last person to talk to her? Did anybody see her leave? Unfortunately, the people that I sent out are all people that are known to be tied to me, and I've sent them to some of her known hangouts, some of her known points of contact, and it would appear that everyone that she may have known either made themselves scarce or refused to talk. I'm not in the business of kidnapping people, So, even if they did find anyone, if they refused to talk, my scouts were not permitted to do any harm to anybody. That is where the four of you come in. Well, do your contacts have anybody that we could go talk to now for you? Or, not for you, but in place of your normal scouts? That is actually the exact opposite of what I need your guys' help with. I need the four of you... Because you haven't been here long enough or been around the city under my employ long enough to be associated with me. I think the four of you are the best chance that I have to get someone 
in contact with some of the people of the Undercity. I do know not necessarily ways to get underground, but I do know that through the commons, you may be able to find your way underground. It is the lesser part of this city. Okay. He wants people he can cut off if things get hairy. I understand that, but I mean, if we're trying to find his daughter... It's not so much that I need people that I can get rid of if things go south. It's that I need people that can talk without scaring people away. I need people that aren't associated with me in the public eye to where when they show up, people that need to be talked to disappear. Even though we uh, wore your symbol at a nobleman's party? Well, I don't think anybody from the underground would have been at the nobleman's party. Exactly. You're going to the commons, not Thelnea. Still, word gets around. But if we had a contact (laughs) to look for to start our search in in the underside... Last, at this point, I feel it's pertinent to bring up that you have made quite the friend in your recent expedition. I made a friend. Oh, you, Brit, yeah. Brit, Brit, Brit. Someone that was running a card game, running a set of gambling bets. Oh, I think he'd fit in in the Undercity very well. Maybe not necessarily the Undercity, but someone that might be able to point you in the right direction if you can figure out where to get a hold of him. Yeah, he seemed pretty shady. He knows people. (laughs) He knows things. Where would we find Brit? Is it time to go ask around town? Well, he seems like people know him, too, because they named him. Well, what can you tell me about Brit? And I might be able to help you out. Um, middle-aged human, scruffy looking, uh, likes to gamble. There is also a piece of information that I'm assuming you didn't write down, thinking it wouldn't have been important. Probably not. He did mention working for a duke. Pardon me, not a duke, a baron. If I remember correctly, he was employed by some noble in the city. Well, that would make sense, as usually people that are invited to those parties are connected to nobles. What can you tell me about the noble? Last, go ahead and roll a wisdom check, specifically perception. That would be a 16. Well, with a 16, Lass is going to recall that he was wearing kind of a black and red themed outfit that had a small, like, red and black stitched elk or stag just over like a tiny emblem on his breast. Okay, well, so Lass would think about it for a second because it was a long day and it was really stressful but Sug saying, you know, did he have an emblem? She would recall. I, I believe that he had a, a, a sigil of it, an, an elk or um... Perhaps a stag, something with horns and red and black, but I'm, that's all I remember. I see. It's interesting. It's it's not just that this man that you met works for a baron. He works for the baron. The baron? The? That's the title that he chooses to go by in public. Who is the baron? The baron is a relatively secretive man that is a noble from quite a ways to the north, the north and the east. He's someone that deals in a lot of import and export. Where would we find him? 
Well, considering that he sent someone to Ezrai's party, he probably would be in his manor. Where would we find his people? Brent still be in town? Oh, there is a very high possibility that he is still in town. Cassian walks over to his desk and he opens one of the drawers and pulls out a small scroll and lays it out for you. And it's a map of the Thelnea district and he draws one circle on it. This is the den and he draws a few miles away on the map. And this, and he circles another area, is the Baron's Manor. Your probably best bet to find this man is checking where you would know him to be. He may not be at the Baron's Manor, but the Baron's men can probably direct you to where he would be. What kind of goods does the Baron export and import? Ooh, good question. On the books, he does a lot of import and export of trade goods. He sticks with higher value goods, things like silks, precious ores. His land is up near one of the very large dwarven strongholds. I see. And off the books? Off the books is not something that I should be discussing. There are rumors. What kind of rumors? Any information will help us in our... Unpleasant rumors. While you guys are talking, Sug's gonna be like drawing stick figures on the corner of the map. It's just like stick figures fighting. Willow's like flicking her tail, watching you draw on the map. This is intense concentration. Yeah, she's just flicking it. Well, even if the rumors are unpleasant, any information you could provide might be helpful to prevent any unnecessary casualties in our search for your daughter. You are merely trying to get in contact with the Baron to find one of his men. I don't think that the business dealings of the Baron are of any of your concern. Should we go there? Well, do you have any more information for us? Well, I know my daughter's missing. I know that I cannot find her and none of my men have been able to locate her. And you guys are evidently my best hope. And you want us to go talk to Brit to start our search? Well, it does seem that Brit may have been a contact for you. Lass is the one that brought him up as possibly being someone that can help get you guys pointed in the right direction and talking to the right people. Would you know of any older man, white beard, smoking a pipe, counting people? No. No? Okay. Well, just That's didn't know if odd. that would be somebody that we could... There was a really weird guy at the gala. Didn't know if maybe you knew him, if he had inf- any information. Of people at the gala. I think the booze is getting to her. All right. Well, if that's all, can I go? I have places to be before we do this. All right. Does anyone else have anything before we let all of you go? At least tell us before we go if these unpleasant rumors that you ref- refuse to divulge will cause us any unnecessary trouble. Probably. That's why they're not the best rumors. I doubt that they'll cause you any trouble as long as you don't try and meddle in the Baron's affairs. Very well, that's understandable. Chulo makes his way out. (laughs) Willow has gotten up and is waiting at the door, leaning against any wall that's near the door. Is the leather worker shop on the way to the Baron's manor? I mean, the leather worker shop is only like, a few hundred feet down the block, so... Doesn't really matter. E- even if it isn't out of the way, or even if it is out of the way, it's only like 
a five-minute detour. Willow, don't you have some goods that you need to pick up? Uh Uh-huh, that's why I'm trying to leave. And I'm, like, tapping my claws. We can make a stop on the way. (laughs) I also, I'm still in yesterday's clothes because I was dragged out of bed. I'd like to, I saw armor in my room, or in our room. I'd like to change. Fine, go, quick, we need to go. Cassian, would you please unlock this door now so I can leave? (laughs) Cassian makes his way over to the door pulls out a large ring of keys and undoes the lock. As we get to the top of the stairs, I'm going to look at uh, Lass and be like, do you need help down the stairs? I got it. (laughs) All right. Willow is going to go to the room. She's going to climb up into the banisters and retrieve her money. Climbing, I believe, is more of an athletics. So go ahead and roll me a strength athletics check. 18 plus four. All right, then yes. And Willow's going to change into her armor type stuff that was left for her. And then she's going to go downstairs and find something to eat. Sug is going to go downstairs and make a, a BMC, a bacon, mutton, and chicken sandwich. Yep. Chalul also follows Sug when he goes down and pretty much grabs an entire platter of meat as he did before. And Lass? Uh, Lass will go down and grab something light, easy to snack on as we're walking. Okay, so Lass is grabbing, like, road food. Road food. (laughs) Lass goes down and, like, prepares something for the road while Sug just, like, plops down with a plate of meat. And Chalul also gets some food, right? I get a platter of whatever is the most meat on a platter. (laughs) So Chalul, like, just goes to the ham, grabs the plate, and sits down. (laughs) And then I'm going to grab my usual pitcher of water and, you know... Jaws open, face up, just dumped the whole thing. <laughs> Water going everywhere. <laughs> so it sounds like everyone is ready to head out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Willow is making it known that she needs to head to the leather worker shop. Sug would want to go to the alchemist shop and then probably poke his head in on the blacksmith. All right. So Sug is going to do this. Is the rest of the group going to go with Willow to the leather worker? Yep, I'll be going to the leather worker as well because I want to inquire to see if he has gotten any extra animal hides or parts or anything like that that he said he might have on hand for me. We're all together, right? I've came down now. Everyone except Sug because you guys are all like leaving. Hey, Cholula, I need to head to the leather worker shop. Would you mind going with me? Do you need to go? The guy there is really creepy. I've been there before. As, as far as I remember, I believe you passed me on the way into the leather worker shop. Yeah, I so saw would, would you mind, like, either going with me or if you need to go, I'd like to go with you because like, he's really creepy. You're being awfully familiar, cat lady, but I don't mind it if you want to tag along. <laughs> you eat people. If he comes to attack me, will you kill him and eat him so he doesn't hurt me? If you keep being so annoying, I'll eat you. Lass is just sitting there with this incredulous look on her face, just like... Lass, are you planning on going with them or with Sug? I I feel like I want to go with Sug because I don't want to <laughs> deal with them, but I also feel like I should go and keep an eye on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chul's at this point going to start walking out and going toward the leather worker shop. And I'm going to follow Chulul. Lass, which group are you going with? Um, I'll, I'll go with Chulul and Willow. Okay. Keep an eye on them. 
because there's some serious profiling going well, on. Well, I'm not like buddy, <laughs> buddy, like, like right next, you know, holding hands with Chalul. I'm, I you dare know, you to hold hands. <laughs> I'm a few steps mm, behind. Fingers. Willow's a few steps behind, mm-hmm. just following. And then to make sure that she's staying her distance, I'm swishing my tail back and forth. <laughs> As we get closer to the leather shop, uh, Willow's gonna walk very swiftly past Chalul and make her way through the door first to get to the counter first, so she knows that Chulul has to stand there and wait. You know <laughs> and that can't you just leave. You know that number one, you have to be walking faster than me, so you better yeah. be using your cat speed because yeah. I am fast walking. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Sug, you head over to the alchemist shop. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna poke my head in. Hello. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. I Would was... you like to buy something? I was wondering... And behind the counter, you have, like, a tiny gnome with, like, frazzled red hair. She's got, like, these really big goggles that are set up on her forehead. She's wearing, like, a brown kind of long vest that's kind of tattered with a green undershirt on it. And she's, like, literally standing on the counter. She stands, like, two and a half feet tall. Even on the counter? No, I mean, like, from the counter, she's, like, two and a half feet tall. So she's probably, like almost eye level with you. She's like seven feet. Okay, so she's like looking <laughs> at your breast. We're <laughs> <laughs> choice. So, um, Sug will look at her and so I was wondering if you had and what the price would be for uh, potions of health. Oh, you want some health potions? Uh, what kind? The little ones. So the weak ones? Yeah, yes. How many would you like? What is the price of them? Ah, uh, 25 gold. Do you have any salves for healing? Oh, salves. Um, let me take a look. And you see her hop down like a ladder and she's like digging around underneath the thing. It's like- While she's looking, Sug's just going to look around the, the room. He's never been in an alchemist shop. So he's just like looking at all the different bottles and things. Okay. So from where you are, most of what you're seeing like behind the counter so on her side of the counter is a like very tall, probably 12 foot tall glass display case. And it's got a small size, one of those like library ladders that slides along so that she can hop up and down and grab stuff. And also on like the side of this is a small basket that has some sort of lock system so that she can move it up to the level that she's at in case she needs to grab a lot of things as she's moving around. And then on the counter itself, there's some vials. A lot of them are empty. You've got a few mix and match herbs. Also on the right side of the shop is a cauldron with a fire underneath it. You see like an alembic and some other alchemy tools. Like this is her brewing station. And then out on the whole front facing side of this is various baskets of herbs. There are some live herbs or some mushrooms, a few different various liquids, a lot of things that are used for making potions. In case someone is adept at making their own, she will sell them the raw ingredients to make their own attempts. Or sometimes, like if she's making something, she'll run through the front and grab different things and throw them together herself. Okay. So while she's still looking, Sug's going to look at those herbs and be like, 
Are there any, like, super rare herbs that you need? Um, super rare in what way? Like, hard to find and expensive? Well, I mean, I'd always love to come across something that is rare and expensive and hard to find. Do you like, know? the more rare and expensive something that I get to make a potion with, the more powerful and potent and well, like, would you expensive that I can sell looking for. for these? I mean, nothing specifically, but obviously if I've got someone that is out looking for stuff for me and you see her, like, still moving stuff around, she ends up pulling out a small box while she's talking to you. Well, if I were to send anyone out to find anything, I mean, of course anyone that's looking for stuff, I'm telling them keep their eye out for anything that they know to be, like super rare, but I don't send anyone specifically to find things because I've kind of already got my own buyers lined up for people that specifically farmed a lot of the common things, and she's like climbing up onto the counter in front of you, and she's pointing at various things. Like, like I get those from a person that works over in Thumeria because it grows really well in the soil over there, and she points to some mushrooms. And it's like, and those come from a cave over in Chrysal Valley, and those actually grow really good in the kind of drier soil that we have here. So I actually have a specific person in the city that farms those for me. Who would that be? Ah, yes, a young man by the name of Aramis. Aramis? Aramis. Aramis. Would you like me to spell it for you so that you can keep it in your notes accurately? No. So... <laughs> Would this be the man you would normally talk to for rare plants in this city? Oh, not necessarily. I just, I have some people that occasionally they'd like to do some work, and I just tell them, would he keep be, an eye out for some herbs. Would he be a good person to talk to for rare herbs in this city? Well, possibly. I mean, I know that he, he, he grows his own herbs. He might grow some rarer herbs. He might also have some contacts of people that he used to get seeds to expand his, his own garden. Why? Are you in the business for some rare herbs? You seem very, very interested in them. I had a friend looking for some. I see, I see. What are you in the market for? I don't know plants. They just said they were looking for some sort of flower or I something. see, I see. So you're trying to network for them. Yes. So do I get a cut if you happen to... I will let them know that you told us to head to them. All right, then. Hopefully that could be some business for me. Let us hope. Um, did you find the salves? Yes, yes, yes. Um, these don't move very much, so I've only got one. How much would it be? Well, 50 gold. There's a little bit more work that goes into a salve than goes into a potion. I understand. You see, I've got to, I've got to steep the herbs, and instead of just going straight into a potion, I have to reduce the herbs, and then I have to work, could, work the reduction into I, a, I, into a paste. Could I have someone pick it up for me later? Or sure. have a pay or come you could later. Come back to pick it up later. All right. Uh, I mean, if someone comes and picks it up before you get here, of course, I'm probably going to sell it. But I could make more if you well, need I meant later. If I if I asked someone to pick it up for me and pay you, then I don't have the the gold on me currently. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure you can come back later, or or send someone. I mean, just send someone and have them buy the salve and then bring it back to you. Yeah. Send them with coin. Yes. More coin than you have. Yes. Thank you. And he'll walk out and across the street for the blacksmith. Okay, let's join with Willow, Chalul, and Lass. You guys head to the leather worker. As Willow sees the door, she's gonna pick up her speed and try to outwalk. She's gonna run into the uh, into the leather worker. 
Yeah, she's gonna start off with a fast-paced walk, and if Chul tries to outwalk her, then she's gonna go on all fours. Chul's not gonna try to outwalk her. <laughs> okay, so she's gonna yeah, she's gonna all right. get to the door first, Give get in the second. shop. Willow, <laughs> roll a dexterity saving throw. Ah shit, ten. <laughs> no, nine. What? Minus one for the day. Oh, nine. Willow, as you crouch down on all fours and begin taking off, you hear behind you, Hey! Stop! And like, plate-booted footsteps are chasing after you as you have literally just crouched and began sprinting through the streets. Okay, I stop. So you skid to a halt and a guard comes up and like they reach down and clamp a hand around your wrist. Where what? are you running? I was just Why trying to, are you running? I was just trying to beat that my friend there didn't do the What did you steal? Nothing. I'm on my way to purchase from the leather worker who is expecting me today. Do you understand how suspicious it looks for you to be sprinting through the city like that? I'm sorry, I was just trying to race him. And he looks over in Chalul's direction. You were just calmly walking, right? I was walking at, like, a strong pace, but yeah, I was... They don't look like they're really racing. I just, see, I wanted to get ahead of him because last time I was with the leather worker ordering my my uh, leather straps, he was kind of creepy, and so I asked my friend here to stay... So you wanted to get there before the person that you were having go with you? Yes, if you let me finish, I wanted him- Are you sassing me? I can arrest <laughs> you right now. Do I hear this going on? You would probably like see as this guard chases after Willow and just like grabs onto her and you would probably eventually catch up to him. So am I hearing the fact that he's possibly accusing her of stealing something? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> walking up to the, the two, I'll be like, guard, this cat person stole something from me. Are you serious, Chalul? Search me, I didn't steal anything. Turn out your pockets, cat. Fine. Show me all your stuff. He, he like <laughs> lets go and moves to like the other side of you so that you are in between him and Chalul. Okay. So, how many health potions did you have that you're about to pull out? <laughs> well, it's actually a sack that has them in it. And her money that she earned, just as everybody else. So, uh, so you pull out this sock, and I go ahead and open it. I'm looking inside, I'm seeing these potions. Is this what she stole from you? Yes. Chalul! <laughs> you know I found those fair and square! He's gonna go ahead and, um, roll insight. Chalul, roll deception. He's lying. <laughs> Fifteen. While you were running away from him... Can I roll persuasion? <laughs> No. He's not going to believe you work, you say. You do have an abnormal amount of potions on you, all bundled up they in their own bag. They belong to me. Well, it sounds like they belong to this man here. He is lying because he hates me and he wants to eat me. Didn't you just say that you were friends a bit ago? We're like friends, but I learning to be friends. I am friends with this cat person. We're in a party together, adventurers together. We're learning to be friends. I'm learning that he won't eat me. Well, it sounds like you will have to learn for him to give you some potions in the future. Uh, and the guard, like, hands a sack of potions over to Chalul. Just you wait. What was that? 
Would know you like thing. to repeat that to the guard? <laughs> Am I free to go? Are we done here? I am done you've here. Gotten, you've gotten your stuff back. Yes, thank you for your assistance, guard. I'll keep an eye out for you. At this point, Lass would be finally catching up because, you know, she's tiny. Then she stood for a second like, I go with him. I go with them. <laughs> Do I see her coming? I mean, yeah, like the guard would probably just like start walking off after yeah. resolving Lass, everything. Chulul told, totally told the guard that I stole the potions I had. And now he has my potions. What are you doing with a sack full of potions? How do I know you They're didn't the steal them from the potions that I lizard. found from the dungeon. I gave you one. I do remember being on the brink of death when we were traveling, and I desperately needed some heals. I gave I gave the lass a potion. Yes, <laughs> you gave her a potion. You know, I was afraid of going near you because you said you ate people. I never said I ate people. <laughs> <laughs> You said you ate people. You you, I watched I you eat fingers and stuff off of people. <laughs> never one. You never saw that because um, I was stealth when I did that, and I did it discreetly when all of you weren't looking. Okay, 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 you two. He stole my potions. Perhaps you can earn them back. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes life sucks. Build a bridge. Get over it. Let's get our shit done so we can go find Xanthia. Lass is currently sitting there, hanging her head, shaking disapprovingly. Okay, so this whole thing um, transpired. I'm guessing the guard's probably been on his way. Oh yeah, once once it was established, like, okay, we're good now. You've you've gotten what was yours back. Okay, I'm gonna go back to watching things. Thank you for your assistance, guard, and I make my way into the leatherworking shop. I just roll my eyes, whatever. Everyone makes their way to the leatherworking shop. Except Sug. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. I'm having a great day. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Sug would probably see after he's done with the alchemist, like just see a commotion going on like half a block down the street. <laughs> well, what's going on down there? Oh, well. Just like, huh, wonder what that is. Is that your little? Oh, whatever. It's probably because it's a lizard talking to a cat. All right. <laughs> so you guys uh, head to the other shop. Thank you for listening to this remastered episode of Adventures in Aurelia. We hope you were liking what you heard. If you would like to get in touch with the show, come join our Discord over at adventuresinarelia.com slash discord. If you have a friend who likes fantasy stories, introduce them to the show by showing them adventuresinarelia.com where they can find links to episodes, read our blog, and find our social media. If you'd like to support the show and what we do, you can donate to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash adventuresinarelia.com.